welcome to the Hyper Combo Finish Podcast number 15. I am Chris McGuire, and joining me is Marie Care. Hey, Chris. So, uh, this week we kind of had, a, you know, a special treat for you guys. We are going to change the format a little bit, and uh, Marie, Marie had a really great uh, explanation for it. How would you describe this episode, Marie? Um, fucking winging it, Chris. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome to me. <laughs> that sounds good to me, too. Yeah, so we're just going to dive into some random topics as they come to mind and, uh, you know, maybe get a little bit more agitated than usual because mm, some things just raise our gall. Yes, yes, all the things. And I think the first thing that's raising our gall today uh, that we, we discussed a little bit is The Witcher. <laughs> oh, Witcher 3. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and I think maybe with this appearance, this is the most we've discussed kind of a single series on this show ever. <laughs> it is. It is. Because I think we've mentioned this in two other episodes. This is our third. Uh, now, as a backstory, we both played The Witcher 2, and we were like, we're going to sit through this and both review it, and we neither of us could finish it because we really didn't like it. Yeah, that sucked. That was terrible. Yeah, and, and it, it was the sort of game where I didn't, I didn't like the gameplay. I'm a gameplay guy. I didn't get into it. And Marie, you, you hated kind of the character, right? Yes, I hated, and to quote some article I read somewhere, that gravelly voiced steak fuck pinhead, Geralt. <laughs> and I don't even know what a steak fuck is, yeah, what but is it's that? perfect. It is exactly who he is. He's a steak fuck. Every time I see a picture of his face now, I'm just going to think that label. Yeah, and it, like when I think about the word steak fuck, I'm like, hey, that's not necessarily negative. Like, it sounds like, to me, kind of a nice night out, right? <laughs> steak <laughs> fuck. But when you think about him and see the face and you say steak fuck, yeah, fuck you that think guy. of something sort of dry, something sort of unpleasant, mm. kind of applied to a human being. Yes, the grossest human being possible. Maybe God. a little bit bloody, but probably overdone. He's yeah. probably overdone. <laughs> just just uh, kill him now. It's so bad. Okay. And then they released The Witcher 3, which everyone, you know, a lot of the gaming press and a lot of our gaming friends are hailing as kind of like the second coming, even though it's the third coming. Yes. <laughs> and no coming, because it sucked. No, no good times. It's... Wow. So okay. you played through it, and you were trying to convince me. You're like, Chris, you got to play this. We'll give it another shot. And I was like, mm, I'm not gonna like it. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. And and you play. You beat it, right? I played the whole thing. I got the worst possible ending. What happens in the worst ending in The Witcher? Do witches come up from the ground and like <laughs> kind tackle of. and fly actually, away on broomsticks? Actually, kind of weird. <laughs> um, but it's just like the most depressing thing. Where it's like all your decisions, you fucked everybody over and everything sucks and you're a depressed steak fuck. See, I hope to God I didn't really say with that much enthusiasm that you've got to play this game. I think I I said that I was playing it. And this is, you know, this is me retconning my uh, understanding of what happened. I was saying it looks beautiful. It absolutely <laughs> looks next gen. Right? Uh -huh. Gorgeous lighting, really beautiful environmental effects. Wow, look at the, the leaves and the hay moving around. Gorgeous. Really beautiful to look at. When, when I was looking at previews of it, they were showing, oh, here's the Witcher fighting a wyvern. Or how do you pronounce that? I call and, it a wyvern. Um, but he was fighting it, and it was going through the combat, and it was showing, like, prompts on the screen. And as, as I was watching, I was like, oh, it looks like that game again where you hit the attack button, and he goes through this lengthy sort of wind-up animation and then kind of ineffectually swings in the general direction of a creature. And it doesn't look like it hits it at all, but damage is registered. It's one of those games. Yes. And I hate those games. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just – and I kept saying, because uh, many of my colleagues are like, oh, fuck yeah, this is the best ever. I felt like I was just button mashing. Like, I had no real control over his actions. Whereas, by contrast, in Shadow of Mordor, I felt like I was actually doing something. I was accomplishing something. I was using combos effectively. And I was in control. This, it's just, I feel like because of the animations, it's so random. By the time I'm through with my wind-up animation, as you call it, the, the wyvern has moved like three paces to the left. It, it doesn't make any sense. And also, why is he so... He's a witcher! A witcher! Why yeah. doesn't he use powers and shit? Yeah, does, does he not have... He has magic, I assume, still in this game, right? Word. I mean, you can... You they can, still call the magic dumb stuff, right? <laughs> I think so. I mean, you can like use potions a lot, which you know, you're doing the RPG stuff. You can level different things. I focused on like spells and potions. Right. One of my colleagues focused on fucking combat. It's a and witcher. <laughs> 
He's supposed to be magical and power and sexy. I mean, he's got all these mutations. Why not use them? I mean, maybe one of those mutations is being really super badass with a sword and having really cool cat eyes. But Two swords. Oh, yes. Wait, you're right. Two swords. <laughs> but he's never like dual wielding. It's one sword for, you know, magical creatures and then one sword for like regular stuff. The yeah, mundane. why doesn't he dual wield? Why doesn't he have like two short swords? That would be cool. That, that would be kind of neat. Yeah, because you never know, right? You never you know. You never know. And maybe you're going to be fighting a normal dude and, a, a, you know, some kind of mystical thing. Although I still don't understand why the mystical sword doesn't work on normal people, too. Yeah. Why doesn't it? You're right, I mean, Chris. It, it's still a sword. It's still a sharpened blade. It's not like it's going to be like, uh Like, I wish there was, like, a sharpened metal blade that could hit me that did not hurt so bad because it wasn't the right material. That'd be <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. So you did not like it. <laughs> I I did not like the game despite playing through the entire thing. And I think it was just, I have this weird quirk where I just have to finish a story. I want to know how it ends. And in my case, it ended horribly. But I, I did want to <laughs> know. I mean, it wasn't just the, the gravelly voice steak fuck pinhead. It was like the writing was a snooze fest for me. I just did not give a fuck. Yeah, and what's interesting about this game to me is that lots of people seem to kind of embrace these characters, particularly The Witcher. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, he's my boy. I love that guy. But who is like that guy? No one. Well, this is my understanding. Like, maybe if you were super persecuted in high school and, you know, you always felt like there was something different about you and something special. And I, I, I'm not trying to Check. Denig <laughs> I'm not trying to denigrate, you know, people who feel this way. But I feel like it is sort of a wish fulfillment kind of thing, you know, where it's like this guy, he was, you know, tortured and mutated. And now he's just a fucking badass wandering the wilds alone. And I do think that's some sort of fantasy for many young people. It's a weird fantasy because in my no fantasy have I ever had long flowing white hair. But you know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure there are lots of people who, who do think have that fantasy and idolize him in that way. Where it's like, that could be me. <laughs> so it's sort of a wish fulfillment thing, you think, for the, yes. the character of the Witcher. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's just, it reminds me of a lot of people I knew when I was growing up, you know, who are like, people don't understand. I'm a real badass. And my differences isolate me, but that isolation is cool. I'm and again, go listen to corn. Word. And I, again, I'm not trying to denigrate anyone or sort of insult. I just think that there's like a, a real mindset here that leads naturally into this character. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I want to put that out there too. I actually have nothing against corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's an interesting thing. And I feel that as I read people, like, oh, this is one of the you know, most mature and adult games I've ever played. And mm. to me, it kind of reads like a 13-year-old's version of what an adult is. Yes. Um, like, being an adult is not about having sexy adventures and killing things and spouting, like, gravelly one-liners. It's <sighs> about doing your taxes and about, <laughs> you know, having financial stability and being able to sit, like, in a home and being like, I have a home. Um None of those, and, and maybe there are minor sexy adventures, but not, that is not adult. Like, to me, that is, like, <laughs> that is puberty, right? Yes, it is. It is. You're correct. But can we talk about the sexy times? Because that's another thing that was, like, really just boring to me about this. Like, I feel like Geralt is being led around by his dick. That sounds awful, but it's, it's like. It seems that way, though. Yeah. It's just, like. Oh, here's this chick. Does that chick still like me? I don't know. Maybe I can bang her. Oh, what about this chick? Does she still like me? Oh, chicks. He's just like so obsessed with women in this game. and what? So he just talks about them all the time. Well, I mean, he probably doesn't talk, right? He doesnn't say much. But it's like mm. all of his adventures. Yeah, he's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all of his like, adventures seem to revolve around these chicks. Is he just like a lone wolf? He's like goes from chick to chick, but is obsessed with them. Like, how do you get obsessed with multiple chicks like that? I don't know how he does it. Well, okay. So just some background. So like there was this wish he made that bonded him to. It's like. Uh, Yennefer. Yes. Yennefer. So like he was like just bond bound to her for some reason. Then he got amnesia and he um, started hanging out with this Tris Marigold chick. The redhead 
Right. Right. And then there's Tris another. Tris Marigold. That's a good name to say. Tris Marigold. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And, and you know what? As like, even though she had like a much better personality in the game than Yennefer, to my mind, she's like, seemed nice. I couldn't like hang out with her because of her stupid hair. Is that the worst? <laughs> she had like these like Princess Leia buns at the back of her head. It was the worst. I was like, what so you is just couldn't that? Stand looking at her. I couldn't. <laughs> I just. I might. I mean, maybe if she changed her hair, I'd be like so into her because she was so, really nice. So here's a question: like you're 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 making it with these these two main chicks, right? Mm. But then you go around and have various other sexy adventures. Do these other main chicks are they ever cognizant of them? Do they ever remark in them, or is it just kind of like, eh? Um, they are. They're. They only seem to be aware of each other. Okay. Um, so no, um, and you know there was one time where I was like, I didn't know this. I, I don't know if this was in Witcher Two, but there was like whorehouses. Yes. And you can just oh, like. I, I think that's in every Witcher. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's like, huh? I'm just gonna sleep with all of these prostitutes. No consequences. Yeah. And they, they, I know it's definitely part of the witch fulfillment in that they built the witcher and they're like, oh, I can't have, I can't impregnate anyone. I'm sterile, so. Yeah, totally. Times. And so are, so are our sorceresses. They're yeah, sterile Yeah, they all well. can magically remove STDs from their veins. Yes, that's, yes. With potions and shit. That's why they have potions. It does, is. Oh, does the witcher ever like say as a come online, like, hey, you know, I'm sterile, right, baby? Oh my God, no, but I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I'm never playing that again. But that would be so great, right? I, I think his, it makes sense. His idea of a come on is like, uh, uh. This is the sound a steak would make if it could talk. <laughs> if it could fuck. <laughs> oh, bah. It was so weird. Oh, wait. Can I tell you one other part? This is spoilery. But Okay, do it anyway. I'm not going to play it. Okay, good. There's like a whole fucking quest line where you're like put on a play and... Geralt has to act. <laughs> and No way. Yeah, and you have to, like, remember lines from some script that someone handed you. Like, go into your inventory and look at the script and read it and remember what line you're supposed to say when. And it's like, wow. Fuck you guys. This is, like, the ultimate meta stupid. It's like, I'm playing a game as this gravelly voice steak fuck, and now he is playing a gravelly voice steak fuck. It's one of those infinite cat things, that infinite regression like whoa, whoa, whoa I can't I can't with that I was so well, pissed it sounds like it could even actually be kind of clever in any other game with any other character if they had pulled that in like oh that thing like it's actually coming back remember these lines like it's sort of an interesting game to play dynamic to memorize lines right like okay. yeah, you don't see that often but with him it, it's absurd yes totally absurd yes and I it's felt like, like saying hey Batman why don't you go put on a puppet show yes fuck yes I would watch a Batman puppet show, though. That might be <laughs> I bet it'd be really high-tech. This is Lamb Chop's play along. <laughs> uh, the Joker. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's why I couldn't take any of those new movies seriously. Everyone loved them, and I was like, oh, my God. He talks He talks like corn. Again, corn is coming back. <laughs> I will say that the Batman is the worst part of those uh, Christopher Nolan movies. I thought... Though and I'm probably in the minority here. <laughs> but Heath Ledger was amazing. No, he legitimately. Everyone says this. Heath Ledger was amazing. The yeah, Joker. People got a boner about him in that. Holy shit! He's like my spirit animal. There's so much about the Joker <laughs> that I feel is like true of me. You so know? you want to like um, hijack ferries filled with people and blow them up? No, but like when he's talking to Harvey. Did you see this movie? I saw the first one. Yeah. Well, did, That's you didn't the see only the only one he was in, right? No, that was the second one. The first one was Batman Begins, and then there's like Dark Knight. Um, I saw the one with Heath Ledger. Okay. Was he in more than one? No, he was only in the second one. Yeah, and then he died. Yes, he died. Um, but um, God rest his soul, etc. There's a scene where he's talking to Harvey Dent in the, the hospital, and uh, he says, Do I look like a guy with a plan? And I feel like, oh, that's me. <laughs> you know, I, and, and, and it's something that Ben has reiterated is, in fact, he, that he also thinks of me as that kind of joker where he's like, I just do things. And I do. <laughs> I just I just do things. I don't I don't really think about, you know, in great depth, <laughs> the consequences of what I'm doing. But I think of myself as a sort of a maybe a, a, a lighthearted agent of chaos. 
you you work on the fly. Yeah, I do. And I think, you know, from living like you, you and I used to work together and I would get us up to some no good adventures, maybe. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of in keeping with that mentality. Oh, man. Remember that day where we randomly drove to the Indian casino? Yes. Holy shit. And I got so sick afterwards. I had like a horrible cold. But the cocoa was awesome. Yeah, that was, an, that was an awesome way to spend a day. Just let's do random stuff and drive around California. Yeah, see? So I'm a, like um, a lower body count joker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think objectively, like, I think that was a fine performance and a fine whatever. The, th- the thing is, I cannot forgive Heath Ledger for 10 Things I Hate About You, the movie, and I can't get past that, and I'm sorry. But why did you watch it? I think that's on you. My sister... Love that movie. And she watched it on a weekly, perhaps bi-daily basis. Wow, your sister is weird. (laughs) A lot of people love that movie. People are really into it, actually. Huh. It has that girl in it that I don't care for. Yes, I hate her, too. I hate her a lot. I don't know. It's her face, maybe? Is it her face? It's her stupid face. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) We're winging it, Chris. We're winging it. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, her stupid fucking face. Uh, so today, uh, as a non-segue, is also Ooh. the launch uh, the the launch for a new advanced not advanced warfare. What no. kind of warfare? It's blops, bro. Oh, it's, it's not Black even Ops warfare. 3. It's just blops. Yes. Blops, I'm so blops, happy blops. we can call it blops again. Oh God, blops, 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 blops. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not playing blops right now. Um, I'm I'm dedicated to our craft, sir. I am on this call with you talking about blobs rather than playing the blobs. I'm really, I feel special. You should feel special. Because you, so, you are special, Chris. God damn it. In case people don't know what blobs is, it is uh, the acronym that everyone likes to use for call of the new Call of Duty or and the previous two old Call of Duties, Black Ops. Blobs. And it's out today. And, uh, you know, I was reading some stats about the Call of Duty sales recently, and they were fascinating. Tell um, me all about them. Did you see the thing where uh, Activision released in their financial report that, let me see the number right here, 12 million monthly active users are playing Blops 2 That's right now? fucking awesome. Isn't that crazy? Now, this is a game that came out a couple years ago and is only on what we, you would consider past-gen systems. It's yes. only on the 360 and the PS3 and the PC, but 12 million monthly active users right now is crazy. Blops 2 has some excellent maps, man, and Ghost was not the best. I ha- yes. I, I don't think I can I stay stuff. I I don't work for, on that anymore. So yeah, Ghost was not the best, and Advanced Warfare. I actually really like the Exo system, but Blobs Two brought back Nuketown. So. Yeah. So Blobs Two is at this point three generations old for for advan- for Call of Duty, right? Yes, three years old. Three yeah. Yeah, three years old. Yeah. Uh, so it's and this to put it in some more perspective, Advanced Warfare, the most recent one before today sold a total of uh, 19.6 million on consoles. So wow. Advanced Warfare, the newest one, 19.6 sold. People are 12 million people are playing Blops 2 actively right now. That's, that's nuts. That's crazy. It was a good game. It really was. It was a good game. Apparently. And, and people, I, I wonder if Blops 3 is going to overtake that. Um, I but hope I, so. I think it's unlikely. Well, it, it takes it in a different direction. There are still like you know, sciencey, futuristic stuff. Um, visually, I mean, I played the beta. It, it kind of, to my mind, takes some cues from uh, Titanfall, you know? Um, yeah. And you, like the opening scenes where you see the different characters, they look a little bit cartoonish to me, you know? And I've been playing Advanced Warfare recently, sometimes at work. Um, <laughs> it still looks like sort of that old school here. Like when you're in the lobby for multiplayer, there's just a bunch of dudes standing around and you can like look at their gear and shit. But like the lobbies for the new game for um, Blops 3 are, are very different to me. And I really do think they took some uh, cues from Titanfall. And I hope some of them are gameplay cues because I liked the gameplay in Titanfall. I thought it was pretty great to have all the movement, you know, options that they had. Well, you're uh, not going to have Titans. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you can, like, traverse, like, wall walk. You can do that. There's, like, some exo boost type stuff. There are new new weapons as well. And um, I no longer work on this franchise, so I, I'm saying this genuinely. I, I am actually really excited for it. I played Advanced Warfare uh, a little bit. Not with you, because I had it on PC, but um, I liked it. I liked the multiplayer. I didn't play. I did not touch the campaign at all. Um, people told me I didn't have to. 
Oh, uh, I will tell you, I I know. I never play campaign. Every moment that you're not playing multiplayer is a moment someone is getting better than you. So you're okay with playing paying 60 bucks for a game that you're just playing multiplayer? Uh, you know what? How much does it cost to go to a movie now? And that only lasts like two hours. True. I, I can play multiplayer for hundreds of hours. Yeah, the multiplayer games are definitely the ones that I have sunk the most hours into. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if you look at it like for an hour spent, like it is definitely the best investment you could make. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, probably. Okay, so I have played Team Fortress 2 for 148 hours, according to Steam. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, one month, in one month, I played Black Ops, the first uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, for 100 hours in one month. Xbox Xbox Live told me. And that was just multiplayer. <laughs> I never played the campaign. That is so crazy. Yeah. It's a good time, though. It's a fucking good time. I think the only thing that I probably played more is StarCraft Two, but that doesn't keep a time log. Unfortunately, probably because they know that Blizzard's <laughs> uh, audience is obsessive and that they would all get depressed. Like, how, how many hours have you spent playing World of Warcraft? Well... <laughs> Then you canceled your account and then went to the therapist and then moved to a different state because you were so depressed at the number. Aw, well, nice segue, potentially. It's BlizzCon right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I need to watch some, some StarCraft II high level. I haven't seen it in so long. Yes, but I want to talk about something that's, like, relevant to the console gamers out there. Overwatch. Yeah. It's coming out on the consoles, bitches. So was that officially confirmed today? Yeah, I saw it yesterday on the the, the Polygon plug for somebody. I That's saw cool. Yeah. I'm I'm so stoked because I've been watching people play it on Twitch. <laughs> um the Overwatch. Um and I'm like, oh I wanna play this, but I, I don't have a souped up enough PC. But now it's gonna be on consoles for my casual thumbs. For anyone who doesn't know, Overwatch is Blizzard's uh, new entry into a first-person team-based sort of game, and mm. they've never done a game like this. So everyone's really excited because Blizzard typically makes great games. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch people play. I didn't get to a chance to see much beyond the promotional materials, which was exciting enough. Mm. Uh, it but yeah, coming out on consoles is awesome. It's sad that, you know, it sounds like there it's impossible for cross-console or cross-platform play to happen yeah. because of the way that Xbox and PlayStation set up their respective networks. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if someday we're going to have this universal system where we can all play together and be in love. That'd be nice. Yeah. And then we could, I mean, it would be great except for the first-person shooters where the PCs will win every time. Uh, but that's okay. <sighs> PCs. Oh mouse man you can't beat it <laughs> i get it i get it i just i don't know i like a little something i can hold in my hands i agree and it, it totally keyboard and mouse i don't play first person shooters at on my couch you know yeah you I, don't really do that you could play in bed potentially you know that's yeah that's sweet come on <laughs> uh, that's pretty rad no, I, I like having controller games where you can sit back. But, but it's cool that it, because they're doing it on consoles, it means that it's probably going to be controller compatible. So if you wanted to play with a, with a controller, even on a computer, it's probably going to be great. So that's cool. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, just... you'll, you'll lose, but it'll be still <laughs> fun. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I've played all these Call of Duty games, and I lose. I'm not great at the game, but I still have fun. I still continue to play. It sounds like you're pretty good. I mean, you are obsessed with your kill-death ratio, and um, I, you don't really hear that from people who don't really care. You know, it's just it's just one of those metrics that people, you know, tout a lot, so it, it, it does concern me. I mean, Advanced Warfare was, like, my high point. I think my best KD was 8.6, but that's, like, a, a fluke, right? I'd say consistently I'm more in, like, the one range. Okay. But, so it's not like I'm I'm just not that great, but I can get streaky and pull like an eight or a seven. Oh, and that feels incredible when it yeah. happens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so, I mean, I again, it's like there are a lot of factors, like other people's servers, right? Other people's machines are slow or other people's Wi-Fi is slow and maybe I'm just taking advantage, but whatever. I still enjoy it. Whether I'm at an eight or a one, it's still a really fun game to play. And I just like it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we're day. supposed to argue. We're supposed to argue, Chris. Well, I think one day I, I'm going to, like, build you a gaming PC just oh. so you can play some of the games out there um, that aren't necessarily as good on console. Like, Team Fortress, I think you would love Team Fortress 2 if you played the actual version of it. I 
played it. I, I enjoyed it on um Orange Box. Yeah, on the Orange Box, but that was like eight years ago, <laughs> nine years ago. Yeah. And the game is, I mean, the, the thing that's cool about it is they change it all the time. And mm. you would have loved the recent Halloween thing. Every Halloween, they, they have this special event called Scream Fortress. Oh. And it's always a set of new maps with a set of new objectives and these crazy, wacky uh, spells that happen. And there's a comic that's released. There's this whole, like, um, mythos to the game now. There's a backstory, and these it's fleshed out through these hilariously written, like, comics that you can read on their website for free. They're so good. They're written so well. You would love it. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Now I, I mean, you can read. still read this stuff. Like, you can go in. You should read Scream Fortress right now and just see what the latest comic is. It's, like, six pages, and you will laugh. I laughed out loud the whole way through. Okay. I'll do that. No, wait. Not today, because Call of Duty. I'm not yes. going to do it for maybe several months. That's cool. <laughs> because, wait, Call of Duty today, Fallout on Tuesday. That's right, Fallout. And I, I was gifted a version of Fallout 4 from my good friend Haim, and uh, I'm going to play it too. Thanks, Haim. Are you on PC? Or? I'm on PC. We, okay. he, he Steam gifted me. You can do that. That's so sweet. I, I send Steam gifts to people. I do that. I'm a nice person, not just Haim. <laughs> and um, that's how your, your Steam pile of shame gets really big. Yes, it is. It's like, oof, why? I'm at uh, 187 games in Steam right now. Um, wow. I probably played a third of them. Wow, Chris. <laughs> What's wrong? Are you okay? Uh, you know, adult. Oh, damn. I thought it was going to be all fighting monsters and sexy adventures, and it's really not. Oh, man. You know what? We're getting back to Witcher. You know who I saw naked the most? Geralt. Who? Oh, yeah? <laughs> Um, no thanks. No thanks. You know what, though? But it's even the build that I associate with, like, hey, gawky teenager who's one day will come. Oh, my day will come. It's yeah. like that sort of lanky but muscular scar. You'll rue the day. Exactly. You will rue the day. That's, that's, that's a guy with a little ponytail. We're awful people right now. We are mocking others. <laughs> Yeah, we're walking, but a part of it's at least for me self-loathing because I was I was a nerd. I was that nerd. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe not specifically that nerd, but I was a nerd. I I don't know if I don't know if you would call me a nerd. I mean, I did all the science and uh, I did all the extracurricular academic stuff. Does that make me a nerd? Well, I mean, it, in some ways, I don't think you had the social stigma attached. It sounds like from from your experience, you were just kind of like, oh, I'm cool and awesome and. I'm, you were at the top of the food chain, it sounded. I don't know about that. I, you know, I was a, a minority person in a dom predominantly white place. Barely minority, as far as oh. California, as far as like, oh, it was. But Texas, it was Texas. Right? It was Texas. I was like, no, Texas is different. I thought yeah. California, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I no, don't no, think. no, it wouldn't have been an issue at all. But I think in my grade, there was one other Asian person. So did people stereotype you there? Um, I don't know if they even knew enough about Asian people to have stereotypes. Wow. They don't have television. Well, I mean, it was just a different era. I mean, we didn't have MTV in that town until I was like 16 something. That's crazy. We didn't have a McDonald's until I was like in my teens, like 14. All right, you just blew my mind there because McDonald's is way older than either of us. Yeah, we didn't have a McDonald's until I was like 14, I believe. Did you go hang out there all the time once it was built? Actually, the the first my first boyfriend worked at that McDonald's. Oh, hot! Yeah, I know. That's ooh, he's got a job. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you can come by and get a free super size anytime. Oh, hey yo! <laughs> um, so yeah, I did go there. I I enjoy the McDonald's. A lot of positive McDonald's experiences myself. Um, there was this one summer that I was working at a horse camp, and for lunch every day. I would go and get a dollar menu, uh, cheeseburger, whatever it was at the time, and they had a brownie sundae, and they didn't have it for very long, but it was so good, Marie. I, it was I've never heard of brownie, this. And they put the soft serve on top, and they even put whipped cream and a cherry at McDonald's. What? Yes. You and know, it was like a buck sixty. It was incredible. You know, at the McDonald's out here in the summertime, you can get a dipped cone. Oh, that's good. Isn't that cool? Isn't that the best? That is the best. I make those at home with hard ice cream. It's different. Fuck you. Fuck you and your <laughs> ice cream shenanigans. Oh, I got so much ice cream shenanigans. I can make uh, liquid chocolate whenever I want now because I know how. Shit. I want that. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get back to McDonald's. 
Yes. All, all, all wait, day wait, breakfast. Wait, 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 wait. McDonald's. Okay, go back to McDonald's. Oh, wait, wait. All day breakfast. All day breakfast. That's new. Yeah. I, you mean I could go to McDonald's right now and just be like, yo, give me hash browns. Yes. Yes. All day. All day breakfast. I'm really excited to see their next quarterly report to see if it that like spiked it up because I know the hipsters are all about that, right? Well, you know, I read already that it's being a real it's been a real problem for people because people who come into McDonald's normally and would order like an, a supersized meal are just getting breakfast, which is you know much tighter margins, oh. and, and so it's like really hurting them to some extent. So they need to find figure out a way to supersize those uh, yes. those breakfasts. Extra biscuit, I don't know. A, a gianter hash brown, perhaps? I would love a hash brown, and I love their hash browns, as big as my face. Yes. Dude, they would sell that. I mean, it's like a pancake. It's just a giant. I mean, I have a big face. I want I want that. <laughs> I want that. People would absolutely buy that. Yeah, I'd pay, like, what, six bucks? Is that what you want? You want six bucks? I'll pay that. <laughs> That's a number. I will totally give yeah. you that number. Do you need this? Here, take it. What's cool about the breakfast thing is it's interesting to watch the the internet kind of adopt it because it, I feel like most of the millennials have kind of moved to this like McDonald's is gross and I why would you ever go there it's kind of negligent to your body <laughs> but when it when it comes to breakfast they're all about it like, oh yeah it it becomes this sort of kitschy ironic thing where they can go and like I love McDonald's breakfast and they eat it up that's I well I hope I haven't seen many um, hipsters and you'd think I would but there aren't that many McDonald's around here but I have been to a McDonald's since all day breakfast started and I would say it's like regular people for now okay so but maybe maybe there's some sort of double irony and excitement around all day breakfast I hope so yeah it's the only way that you will hear, hear people getting excited about it on the internet at least yeah well I mean the people who use the internet and blog they're not the type of people who are probably already going to McDonald's typically. Yeah, they should be, though, really. Come on. Yeah, I have nothing against it. I mean, it'll make you fat, but... <laughs> what doesn't, Chris? What doesn't? What doesn't? Celery? Who wants to live that life? Jerks. Yeah, only the, the worst jerks. Uh, I want to bring up a topic that's near and dear to my heart, actually, and it's actually a video game. Oh, hooray! Winging it! So Mario Maker... Ooh. Love Mario Maker. I've been playing it since it came out, and I spent two hours last night finishing a level and uploading it. Have you played it at all? I have, actually. We, there's um, a, a gameplay area right behind my desk, and so I have had the pleasure, actually. Are people into it? Is there, like, a subculture at your office about it? I wouldn't call it a subculture. I'd say that there are a few people who have played it and sat there, and they're mostly interested in, like, making music with the levels, which was okay. interesting. But yeah. we did do a program recently for um, Totinos where people sent in their Mario Maker levels and then a bunch of uh, broadcasters played them. And I have to say, it was fascinating to watch. It's just amazing. I couldn't it's fun stop to watch. watching. Yeah. Because it's weird. It's one of those games like ahead of time, you never would have been like, this is a watching game. Yeah. Oh, because it's so, people are just incredible when they're the levels they're making. And it's like, this is impossible. There's no way you're ever going to make it through this level, right? And then somehow, and like, seriously, during this program, these guys who are playing the games, they never played these levels before, right? Somehow right. they know what to do. It's nuts. The people how? who are good at Mario are so good. But how do you know? I mean, like, this is a level that does not exist except in some guy's imagination. And now you have tapped into his psyche somehow and know how to get through it, even though it's pretty visually impossible. Well, they've played the game and they like it's just kind of a subroutine for them like understanding the physics and i feel like the most hardcore people are mario world players that's probably hmm. how most of the levels were was that true do you know i wouldn't know i okay. honestly mario world is the 16-bit iteration but it's got lots of like you can throw held items up in the air and you can ride yoshi is kind of the biggest differences and they do crazy tricks like there's basically these glitch tricks you can do that have been grandfathered in uh where you know, you can get an extra hop if you do this sub um, this subframe timing thing, and people exploit it like crazy. So, um, have you ever heard of like Kaizo Mario Brothers? No, what's that? So, Kaizo Mario Brothers is this hack made that people made incredibly hard levels that only uh, Mario kind of masters can get through, and it's the sort of thing where like, I'm a I'm a pretty hardcore Mario fan. I can't play these levels; they're too oh. hard for me. So, this is for like the speedrunner people, you know, those type of people. <laughs> How do you get, I've often wondered, because speedrunning is like 
baffling and amazing to me. Like, I, I think I sit and watch with my, my mouth open the whole time. How do you become that good at a game? So much time. And I think part of it is being a mutant. Like, I, I, I <laughs> oh. legitimately think as I watch these people that they are the next evolution of humanity. They are better than us, like at a base level. Yeah. If they're able to think about things on a subframe timing and there's 60 frames a second popping out, like how is a human doing this? Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, that's, oh, is it because we're old though? Because I was reading about how, like, I'll never be good at first-person shooters now because your hand-eye coordination. Or was it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the thing. Response time, right? Yes. Response time. God damn it, my brain. Um, just diminishes after the age of 25. They say that, and, you know, it's sort of disputed. I know it, it's, a, it's a hot topic in, like, the StarCraft II pro community because yeah. a lot of the young people, uh, the pros, they come in and they're hot and they're fast, right? Uh, but there are people who make it into their, even their thirties and are still competitive. So some people are like, oh, it's greatly exaggerated. And some people are like, oh, they just got lazy and stopped practicing. So it's hard to tell. It's hard to be objective about it. Hmm. Um, but I do feel like we may have, we've hit our prime and we're past it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but even then, even as a, as like a, a spry early preteen, I was never this fast. Well, you never, I mean, you probably weren't um, exposed to the world of speed running. Probably, I'm certainly not. It's only been like the last two or three years that I've even been aware of it. And now I love it. Every time they do games done quick, I stay glued to it. Oh, me too. I love that stuff. It's so fun. It's like impossible for me to understand. I have no idea what's happening. And like the the most impressive thing to me is the commentators. Yes. Because they know it just as well. I know. How do they know? Oh, he didn't get it. That, that, that weird split second subframe whatever you're talking about oh he missed it like it's because there's these micro communities that form around every game and every game has like this group of at least 10 people who just trade tips and runs and videos with each other and that's all they do and so the number one guy is the guy who's doing the run and the number two guy is the guy who's commentating typically wow that's amazing they're just wow and i love that it springs up for weird games that no one likes like (laughs) There will be just like every, you know, the the last Sonic game. He's like, oh, you know, this game's terrible, but I speed run it. <laughs> like, they, they acknowledge that they don't even enjoy the game, but they love breaking it apart. And the broken games are the ones that are some of the most fun to watch because they're just like, oh, and I just glitched through Knuckles and I popped through a mountain and now I'm at the end. <laughs> wow. People are so smart. People are really cool. And uh, I love these, these micro communities. I think they're so fascinating. So much more so than like the... 20 million people are playing Destiny sort of thing. Like, <laughs> like that's cool sometimes, too. But when you, you stumble upon these people playing, like, um, Tomba, weird PS1 games that very few people played, and they just are so dedicated to it, and they have their own language about it. It's fascinating. What's this? The game it's called Sly Cooper? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that speed run a lot. And honestly, when it came out, I had no idea what that game was. Did you? <laughs> I mean, was it a popular that's really game? Interesting because it's it's a PlayStation game. It's one of their kind of like tentpole things that it's one of their characters that was in PlayStation All Stars. If you remember that, no, it was their their Smash Brothers ripoff. Remember, please keep in mind that at this time I was so hardcore for Xbox. Yes. So. Oh, but even then, I think you would be into it more so because it was a really good opportunity to mock Sony. Oh my god. <laughs> Because they wanted to make Smash Brothers and failed miserably, kind of. You know, I think I've pe- seen people play this game at at work on the CRTs. This this um, Smash Brothers ripoff game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was fascinating about it, like that, the Sony people co- sort of weren't in on the joke, is that everyone was <laughs> laughing at it because of the roster. Because it was like PlayStation All Stars. It's all your favorite PlayStation people, and it would be like, oh, you know, like Killzone guy. <laughs> <laughs> And people like the Nintendo games are stupid in a lot of ways, but at least like there's Mario, there's Yoshi, there's Link. You know, these are these are kind of tentpole franchises that people care about and are into. You know, even Samus Aran, she's kind of like a second stringer, but people love Samus. Yeah. But you get to Killzone guy? Are you serious? <laughs> Was it literally Killzone guy? I think they gave him a name, but yes. What? It was it was like the face masky guy from Killzone. What? They had like Sweet Tooth from um uh what's it called? Vehicular driving game. Vehicular driving game. 
That, that's gonna sell a million twisted. units. <laughs> twisted metal, twisted metal. <laughs> Vehicular drive. Okay. They had um they had Fat Princess was a character. Oh, uh, I know Fat Princess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they had Nathan Drake. Yay! There's your guy, right? Yay! So you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other. They, they had uh, Big Daddy from from Bioshock. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I think they, of him as some somewhat lumbering, so I don't know how. Yes. Yeah. They had Sly Cooper. Okay. And they had uh, th- actually the coolest one I thought was Parappa the Rapper, which is legitimately a cool character. I okay. Think. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, but they, they they did kind of have to scrape their their bucket a little bit because in terms of like real character driven stuff, there's not a lot. Oh, I mean, they could have like those little dudes from Journey. <laughs> yeah, Journey dudes. <laughs> scarf wielder. Yeah. So, oh, he'll wrap you up in a scarf. You'll be warm and cozy and take a nap. Oh, Friends he wins. from the internet will point out where to punch. <laughs> oh, punch this guy here now. <laughs> It's all quick time events too. That's, what all is quick it? Time. Yeah. X. But yeah, we we got off of that stuff. Um, the, the most amazing speedrun I ever saw was F Zero GX. Did you ever play an F Zero game? Never. They're awesome, but GX is the best. And I was just playing it yesterday. It was a GameCube game. There's never been a follow up since this game. It was actually uh, the first uh, collaboration between Sega and Nintendo. Uh, it came out and it was glorious. Uh, it's really fast, futuristic racing. It's the fastest game I've ever played, and it runs at this awesome sixty frames per second. Oh my god, my eyeballs are bleeding. Sort of on rate. GameCube. On GameCube, yeah. Wow. What was cool it was back then. Um, mostly like the Sega games, particularly they ran all they all ran at sixty frames per second. The Dreamcast was pushing sixty frames per second on almost all its games. Huh. It was rad because they they were really going for that arcadey gameplay. Um, that you really need a fast, fluid look for for 3D games. And Sega was all about it. And Nintendo was all about it. And then we kind of moved into the PS3, Xbox 360 realm. And mm-hmm. people started kind of going more for fancy textures and lighting. And we kind of moved back down to like 30. More immersive experiences, sir. You might say that. I think it was a terrible reversion. But yes. <laughs> I- Okay, I can, I can see. I can see. I mean, like, Because hey, right now, like, you, you play, like, Call of Duty, and that's running at a solid 60, and it's great, And right? it's like, wow. Wow. It's when like was, butter. Yeah, when I was playing the beta, I'm like, what? What is happening? Holy shit. Looks fantastic. And I was seeing that um, Black Ops 3 is actually coming out on the old systems as well. And people were comparing the two. They're like, oh, look at, like, how much worse the textures are. And they took out, like, whole elements. But... It's still running in 60 frames per second on the old systems, which is awesome. Like, I Yay. think that is the right mindset for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind sacrificing textures. Especially, fucking who cares in multiplayer? I need to see Seriously, movement. it's a multiplayer game. Like, you want, it to, you want it to be the best, and you want the game to present you the information you need in a way that you can digest it quickly, right? Absolutely. And I that's agree. why we should all still be playing Quake 3. <laughs> <laughs> Quake 3 is still the best first-person shooter ever. It actually made me feel sick to my stomach back in the day. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't fault you for that because it was a really vertical game. Mm. Uh, because there was lots of jumping and hopping and rocket jumping. Um, so, yeah, it it would make you sick. Yeah. that I just, Like, even just imagining it right now, I'm like, oh, God, my tummy. But everyone loved it. Everyone loved it but me because I didn't know about, like, Dramamine back then. Yeah, that might have helped a lot. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I didn't know better. Uh, I actually started getting motion sick for games for the first time like two weeks ago. It's never happened to me before, and it's just started happening. You're getting old. You're getting old. No, uh, it's because I was using the Steam controller, I think. Oh, interesting. The Steam Steam controller, instead of having the joystick, it's got that touchpad, Mm -hmm. and as you're moving your thumb along it, um, with with most games, it, it kind of moves in a sort of jerky fashion. It's like, instead of smoothly panning, it's like, dink, 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 dink. Ew. Um, and it makes me sick. I was trying to play a couple games, and I was like, I've never felt this way at a game before, but now I know what people are talking about when they say first-person shooters make them sick. I was almost going to throw up. It was terrible. Ugh. Wow. Well, I have I have solutions now if you're, if you're willing to put up with shit and, like, get through it. Ginger. You, oh, ginger. Ginger I pills. I love ginger. Yeah. Uh, can I just, like, eat a big sprig of ginger? Yes. And I'm. what I do is I they're ginger chews, which I, I like a lot, because you chew them and you salivate, and somehow that helps you. 
That's cool. So do you munch on ginger as you're playing? I usually take ginger pills about half an hour or 20 minutes before I start playing. Okay. And then I um, keep chewing throughout the game. And I'm usually like three or four days into playing the game, my head is used to it. Like I remember when I started Wolfenstein, I was like, ugh, at first. <laughs> but I had to play yeah. it because it was fucking awesome. It was incredible. Fuck you, Chris. It's, I hate that game. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. Oh, it's so bad. It could have been good. Fuck oh. you again. Because it's a terrific game, and I had to like eat ginger throughout the whole thing because it's a, it's a little bit of a heavy on the head bob. It is heavy on the head bob, and the slow clunky aiming and the slow clunky clunky weapons. It is slow on that. I uh, love it. I know. Loved did, it. did you play the DLC? The, the I new? loved the DLC. I kind of wanted to play the DLC too. And it's like it's like a pretty decent size a DLC. It's a, practically another game. It, you know, that actually makes me want it less because I want a short, fun thing. <laughs> I loved it. It was really fascinating. I think I spent like 10 hours in it. It was great. I had a good did time. The, did the lead character spend much time moping in it? Um, No, there's a lot of getting the job done and killing things. So, no, there's not a lot of uh, interpersonal or relationships kind of stuff. Good. The less, the better for Wolfenstein. Oh, I love that shit. Oh, Anya. Uh, a lot oh. of people did. It's. Uh, he's such a meathead. I can't take anything he says seriously. It's like you in The Witcher, like when he's trying to do a play, like him saying anything like, I have feelings for you. Like, no. Fuck. His, it looks like his head is two feet wide. He is a very unique man. He has <laughs> a very different face. Yes. But he, underneath all that muscle is a heart. Is that, a lot of shrapnel that, that have been embedded in his brain. It's feelings. He, he's a gentle fellow. Uh, it's it's kind of like, it's not the same extent, but if they tried to give like Duke Nukem feelings. <laughs> no, that is, you shut your mouth. You shut Did your you whore mouth. Did you play the old Wolfenstein games? Uh, yes. I mean, still made me a little sick back in the day. Isn't yeah. that weird? <laughs> and I was like, and that was on PC and it sucked. Ugh. I did not play the reboot. Okay. Um, the reboot was great. I liked it at least. Really? At I think yeah. I don't remember. It oh, was... I'm sorry. Not the re. So there was Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which was great. No, no, no. And there was like a Wolfenstein was... reboot. Remember? Yeah, that yeah. was. I didn't play because everyone said it was super garbage. Yeah, I didn't play that either. Did you play Return to Castle Wolfenstein? I believe so. I liked that one. I think it was, fun. It was like I had to play it on someone else's computer because it, I... it got a little. All oh, right, you'll remember though. At the end, you had to fight all these stupid zombie things and ghosts and crypts. Do you remember having to slog through that? No. I didn't get okay, to play on my own computer at the time. Oh, I got to get... I, I'm going to build you a computer. Oh, my God. Oh, yay. A spaceship. Yay. A, a spaceship. It's going to be sweet. I'll make it have lights if you want. Oh, I'll, my God. Oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, my God. Would you like a really blinged out system or a really demure kind of like I'm a black box system? Um, You know what? These words are kind of meaningless to me. I, I mean, no one is ever going to see it besides me. Right, but that's all that matters. But I might kind of want to take pictures of it. Okay. I don't know. Well, what would you like to take pictures of? Like a really gaudy, shiny, flashy, colorful thing? Or something that's like, oh, look at my home theater system. Well, how about this? You know me. You've known me for many years. <laughs> yes. What do you think would be the ideal system for me? I, I could do that. Uh, so just... now I'm just going to airbrush Nathan Drake's face on the <laughs> <side>. <laughs> I like Nathan Drake, FYI. I've heard that. Just, you know, just... You yeah. really like that, that weird one-note stereotypical dude. What's so stereotypical about him? He's like every movie ever rolled into one. No. Yes. No. <laughs> there is nothing unique or special about Nathan Drake. He has um, very nice eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Um, he um, is kind of good at, like, climbing stuff. The best thing he ever did was get his clothes wet. And after that, it was all downhill. Whoa. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Um, he's funny. You don't find him funny and wisecracking. No, he's not and funny. He's just says the most obvious thing every time. He's like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Because Looks it's like ironic. We're have to jump. <sighs> it's ironic, but it's not adding anything to it. It's one thing to say, like, oh, we're subverting this and, like, extending it. They're, they're just, like, pointing it out. It's like Family Guy. 
Family Guy's terrible. Instead of making jokes, it just makes references, and it's it's not funny. It's just like, hey, remember you saw that show one time? We saw it too. And that's the joke. <laughs> and that's what Nathan Drake is to me. He's well, Family Guy. Oh, well, that... I've never really watched Family Guy. I'm a Simpsons person, so... You should be, because Simpsons is, even in his late state, infinitely better. I just... That's, that's a very hurtful, hurtful comparison you've made. Um... <laughs> You know, I'm trying to stay calm and I want to communicate to you that my feelings are hurt, that you have hurt them, and that you should feel bad. I don't feel even a little bad, but I sympathize with you liking something terrible. Okay. Well, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> my feelings. Um, I'm sympathizing with you on a, on a human element, on a human basis and not so much, you know, uh, gamer intellectual basis. basis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants, Chris. That's true. Sometimes we like things that aren't good for us. We have to find out. So, like, dude dressed as Nathan Drake, I'm down. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Give me. But what is yours? To me, I think of it as, like, the uh, equivalent of my Princess Leia costume. Like, Star Wars fan, any woman in a Princess Leia costume, the Slave Leia. Yeah. Done. Right? down right um what is yours i've been wondering this what is your your cosplay kryptonite oh i gotta think about it some um sexy samus i mean samus is cool but sexy it's not like i want to steal you cool <laughs> sexy yoshi sexy yoshi well, now you're getting closer getting warmer <laughs> that tongue am i right oh man Can you imagine <laughs> Not we really. should probably stop talking before we start doing yeah. little things. Yeah, that's that's gross. That's an animal, Chris. Yoshi is an animal. <laughs> You're gross. You're grosser. No, you. Can... Uh, we're going to have to talk again later okay. after you're done being gross. Okay? okay, okay, okay. Did you like my comeback, though? It was really good, right? It was great. You. 10 out of 10. Okay, thank you. Wow, great. <laughs> and on a high note. Yeah, well, next time, we'll, maybe we'll have some structure next time. Maybe not. This was fun. We'll see. I had a good time. I liked winging it. Some people just want to watch the world wing. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> I'll right. see you later, Marie. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>